0: Hey girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine, sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Hey girl, welcome back to a new episode of the Fearless Mujer. I'm so happy that you're hanging out with me today. So today's the day that I announced the winner of the Starbucks e-gift card giveaway. So we were doing a $20 giveaway for free coffee on me for anyone who left a review. They were going to be entered into the giveaway, and so I just want to say thank you so much for your support and. Even for those of you who message me, I appreciate it so much. You have no idea. It means a lot. It means so much when you guys take your time to send me a message or, you know, leave me a review because you guys that for podcasters, ask any other podcaster that just makes our whole day. It just means so much to know that our message is actually resonating with someone. So let me tell you, girl, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who left a review. I appreciate it. But I am going to be announcing the winner. So the winner gets a $20 Starbucks e-gift card. Girl, you get some cafecito on me. And the winner is the person on the review on Apple Podcasts. It says Ale underscore Miramontes and girl, you left your review on February 19th, so I want to tell you thank you so much. You won free coffee on me. Please uh, send me a DM on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. You can also email me, uh, Micaela at FearlessMujer.com. And if you are in the, in the Facebook group, in the Fearless Mujeres Facebook group, you can also let me know there. That It's you. (laughs) All right. So thank you, Ali. Her review was, I went for a walk Wednesday morning and I was looking for self-love, self-help podcasts. I came across a fearless mujer. As I went on my walk, the moment you said I'm your big sis, lean in me, I cried my eyes out even during yesterday's episode about hiding behind your emotional wounds. I move ahead. Where does one begin? Thank you, Mikaela for addressing topics. No one wants to talk about and for being completely real girl, you're going to get some real coffee on me. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate you and thanks for supporting the podcast. All right. I'm so excited. Uh, So Thursday, which is tomorrow, and Friday, the fourth and the fifth of March, we are having a mini purpose workshop. So I invite you to pop into the Fearless Mujeres Facebook group where this workshop is going to be happening. We're going to be talking about your purpose and your story, why it matters, and reviving your dreams. So please come check it out because I think it's going to bless you and. If you're not part of that group, you can actually join. I will have the link to that group in the show notes. And I am doing a giveaway for a door prize. So all you have to do is actually register, even though it's in the group, this is just going to help me, um, add you to the giveaway easier. So that link will also be in the show notes. All right, guys. So I just wanted to to kind of talk about something kind of personal, but, um, I kind of never made one of these episodes, uh, on my other podcast, but I wanted to just really kind of get personal with you guys and really just help you kind of understand where I'm coming from. So maybe this question already popped into your head. Like, why is this girl always talking about Jesus? (laughs) Like, I sometimes have to tell people like, girl, this is not a religious podcast, right? Because even for myself, you know, before I understood anything about having a relationship with God or anything like that, anytime I heard anything about like God or, I mean, I always believed in God, but I didn't like go to church or anything like that really. But anytime I heard about like Christians or the Bible, I thought like, Oh my god, they're religious. Like these people are going to judge me, they're religious. I just had all these this kind of weird thinking about right Christians because I didn't grow up as a Christian. And the people that I kind of did know that were Christians when I was little, I kind of saw them as like perfect. Like their life was perfect, their life was good, you know? And you know, I didn't like have a relationship with God until I was in my 20s, probably like 24 was when I I had really started, you know, walking with God. And even up to that point, I looked at as I looked at Christians as like they were perfect. They had it all together. I don't know if I told you guys this, but I used to be really ghetto. <laughs> like I was. I was so ghetto. I did not know how to control my temper. Yep. I know a lot of people say, "You're so nice. Your voice is so soft." <laughs> you guys, my voice has not changed since I was 5 years old. Yes. I mean, it probably has, right? But it always kind of stayed like this soft little voice. <laughs> so, it, like if I talk loud, it gets really high pitched and it's like annoying. <laughs> yeah. I always kind of saw Christians as like you think you're better than me like if someone especially working in the restaurant industry you meet all kinds of people right and sometimes people would like pray for me or leave me they're called track cards so like scriptures at the table like these little cards I just always looked at them like they think they're better than me like they're judging me you know and that was kind of my impression you know, now fast forward, like I have been a Christian for 13 years and you guys, it's not easy. Okay. Let me tell you, it's not easy because when you begin a relationship with God, it's really, it has nothing to do with, with religion. Okay. Like I read my Bible because I, That's how I talk to God. (laughs) Like I need to hear from Him. That's how I call Him, right? That's how I text Him. I need to get into the Word because that's what grows me. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Why is this girl always talking about Jesus? Because you guys probably ask yourself, like, oh my God, (laughs) I am not a religious person whatsoever. Okay, but I can't deny that I love God because He changed me. So. What am I trying to say to you guys? Well, you guys, I thought about committing suicide and I wondered why am I here for so long? And I'm going to share my testimony with you guys today. Okay. This is really hard. (laughs) When I was growing up, when I was little, I've shared with you all that I come from a very dysfunctional home. Um, there was a lot of i would say emotional abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, and it was just really hard seeing your parents constantly fighting, but you guys it was to another level like it was it was pretty crazy, and this is not to bad mouth my parents um but th- this is what it is, right and they had a really really crazy divorce. I mean, even when I was little, like they would they would fight really bad. Really bad. And so um it kind of just made me feel like I wasn't wanted. It made me feel like why do I have this family? Just seeing this, right? And there was so much strife going on, so much anger. And even when I was little, like, I would think, I wish something would happen to me. Maybe that they would stop fighting. So for those of you who think that your kids aren't listening when you're fighting with your with your spouse, your significant other, they are, you guys. And I say that because when, so I, I will share this on a whole nother episode, but um, my husband and I, we got divorced a couple years ago. Um, we just really, we went through a hard time. And Friday's episode is going to be a bonus episode. I'm having a conversation with my friend, Kara. She and I are in a podcasting uh, mastermind group. And so we just have this conversation about purpose and how we both found purpose in God. And I do share a little bit, not a lot, but I share about my husband and I, we got divorced. We got remarried a couple years ago. And even, even with us, like my daughter remembers the times that we fought and stuff. So I know it's hard sometimes when you are like kind of getting into it with someone, but just keep in mind, you guys, that your kids have feelings. And some of you all may agree with me that when we're little, like our parents think that we're not listening or watching, like we don't know what's going on, right? But kids know, like they're so smart. Like there's a saying in Spanish. It says um Oh my god, I'm probably going to say it wrong, but it says um Los niños y los borrachos siempre dicen la verdad, right? Uh what I said was that kids and drunk people always say the truth. <laughs> so It sounds much better in Spanish for some reason. But anyway, I kind of just grew up feeling like not loved, if that makes sense. It seemed that my parents were kind of wrapped up in what they were going through. Uh, I don't want to air their dirty laundry or anything like that. But this this is what it is, right? And so... You know there was adultery going on. There was a um, lot of lot of stuff happening that I I would say kids shouldn't have to see. Kids shouldn't have to like go through that. And so as as I began to grow up, around eleven was when I went to go live with my dad, and that was rough because uh, my dad was very like authoritative. Like whatever he says, you have to just do what he says. Um, Don't answer him. Don't say nothing. Just do what he says. Um, I was really scared of my of my dad, you guys. And it was just really hard. He put a lot of pressure on me to be a certain way, do things a certain way. Um, Nothing I did was really good enough for him. Um, I had to cook dinner and make sure that I had dinner cooked. Guys, I was 11. Okay, so For a long time, all I made was papas with chile, because that's all I knew how to make. And we were actually poor. We had no money. We used to count pennies to buy milk. I had one pair of pants for school. And it was really, really hard growing up with my dad. But I really, really loved my dad. And so, so, yeah, so I had to make sure the house was clean. And I had to come straight home after school. And... Just all that stuff that I think for a lot of Latinas we're expected to do things since we're very, very little. And, you know, he would tell me, like, tienes que aprender a cocinar para que tu esposo no te pegue, you know, stuff like that. Like, you're a little girl. (laughs) Like, that scares you, you know? Um, And so what I said was uh, that my dad would say, you need to learn how to cook so your husband doesn't hit you. So, anyway, just giving you guys this background. So you understand kind of where I come from. But I think I grew up just feeling like I wasn't good enough, like nothing that I did was good enough. And I'm always messing things up. And, you know, it was just so hard. And as I got older, as I got older, it was still that way. It was like I was still trying to please my dad. I was still trying to please him. I still, I wanted him to be proud of me. It was like the little girl inside of me was waiting for validation, waiting for approval, waiting for him to see me. It it was, it was just really crazy. And I think that's why, you know, later on, later on, I went to live with my mom when I was uh, like 13, I think 13 or 14. And I went to live with my mom in Texas. <laughs> That's why I have friends out here in Texas. And I got in trouble, you guys. I was just, I didn't understand my identity. I didn't understand my purpose. Um, people told me that I was pretty, but no one told me that I was smart, that I had a good heart. None of that, right? You're good at etc. cetera, et cetera. And I just got into trouble, you guys. Like I started running away, started smoking weed. I, it was just really bad. You know, it was really bad because I was searching for a way to feel whole, but I was also trying to numb whatever pain that I felt. And so I just got into a lot of trouble and I ended up, you know, going back to Chicago, still got in trouble. By the time I went back with my dad, I was so out of control. Like Staying out all night, you know, walking down Little Village, Twenty Sixth Street, bad neighborhood. If you guys don't know, <laughs> four in the morning, like anything could have happened to me. But, um, you know, then I I get pregnant young, and and I just kind of go through this cycle of of jumping from relationship to relationship, right? End up in bad relationships because I don't understand that I have a purpose, that I'm special. And the problem is when you're treated bad, when you're mistreated as a little kid, as a little girl, you expect that. You expect it and you allow it. So for those of you, for those of you who are allowing people to mistreat you, you need to stop that because you are worth so much more. And for those of you who feel like you need to be with somebody to make you feel like you're special, like you're someone, stop because you are God's daughter. You were created by God. You are so special, girl. I shared on the other episode, you are like top of the notch, that designer handbag that you see at the store and you're like, man, that's a pretty bag. Wow. That's like, you don't even want to put it on the floor. You know what I'm saying? That's how God sees you. So, you know, I just kind of go down this cycle of jumping from relationship to relationship, right? And I end up having a kid when I'm 17. A lot of things go wrong, right? A lot of things go wrong. Things that I wish wouldn't have happened because I was a young girl. I didn't really have support. I was making a lot of stupid choices. And then I get pregnant again. Okay. I get pregnant again from a a guy who really didn't value me. Um, He just treated me like whatever um he was way older than me. I had no business being with him and he was abusive. He was first emotionally and mentally abusive for a long time and then it got physical later on. So I mean it was it was just bad, you guys. It was so bad like I wanted to give up my son for adoption. I just felt like I wasn't worthy of being the mother to this baby. And when I wanted to give him up for adoption, My when I told my family what they said to me, what my actually what my dad said to me was. Tu no puedes dar a tu niño porque ni los perros dan a sus niños. Ni los perros regalan a los hijos. A los, you know, a los perros. So what I said is that my dad said, you can't give up your baby. You can't give your baby away because even dogs don't give their babies away. You guys it took me a long time to like, wow, just not even let that phase me. But at the time I felt like that would have been the best thing for my son. So for those of you who have given up a kid for adoption or whatever, like you don't want to talk about that. You have a very painful thing, like that painful story, girl, I feel you. I feel you because and another episode, I will share, like, I thought about having an abortion. I, I just did not want this guy in my life. And I thought, if I have an abortion, he won't be in my life. Right. And even when I wasn't, I wasn't a Christian, I was all messed up. Right. I remember telling God, because I believed there was a God back then. I remember telling God, that I just wanted him to have a good family. I just wanted ha- him to have a good Christian family. I wanted him to have a good mom who was gonna teach him right, who was gonna show him things that I couldn't show him because I wasn't capable of doing that. And I mean, you guys, I was in a bad situation with with my son's father. I was in such a bad situation. He wasn't working, he didn't work, I was waiting tables it was hard i was like already 7 months pregnant going to work um trying to pay the rent trying to pay the bills it was really hard it was so hard i just felt like if i if i give this baby up to someone else they will love him better and it's it's incredible that years later that baby <laughs> he's going to be 17 man, you guys, he is so special to me because he was a part of my life when I was messed up, you know, because as I got older in my twenties, you know, I was still waiting tables, had to go to work for, to take care of, of myself. Right. And I mean, it, it just, it's incredible how God works in your life. And so that's why, that's why you hear me talking about Jesus. So let me go back a little bit. I was suicidal, you guys. My older son, uh, we ended up having joint joint custody, uh, his father and I. And so my second son was with me most of the time. And there were so many nights that I would just think about how I could kill myself because I was so depressed. I hated my life. I hated everything about my life. I did not even have an education back then. I shared with you guys my diploma mill story. If you didn't hear it, (laughs) go hear it. It was crazy. I thought I had my diploma and I didn't because it was a scam but I didn't have an education. I was just waiting tables and I felt like, man, I really screwed up my life. And I was always partying. I was always just trying to numb the pain. If it was with sex, if it was with, well, I drank a lot, you guys. I drank so much. I used to drive drunk and, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that, but that's what it was. And as I look back on my life, I think like, man, only by God's grace did nothing ever happen to me, like, you know, but there were so many nights, I don't even know how I got home, honestly. And I just hated my life. And that's why I constantly jumped from relationship to relationship, because for a moment, for a moment, I felt like, yeah, I'm somebody now. I'm somebody special. When I give my body away to this person, like, man, I'm worth something. They want me. I'm accepted. And that is the wrong way to view your life, to view yourself, to try to find your validation in a person, because you guys, people are going to disappoint us. People are human. They're going to disappoint you. Somehow they will, because they're human, right? And then we put expectations on people. And what happens when we do that? Well, they're going to fail us because sometimes people don't meet our expectations. But, you know, all the nights that I, I would literally very detailed plot how I would kill myself. Something would stop me. I would each night, each night that I would think about committing suicide, I would go into my son's room and I would see him. And I would think like, I can't do it. I couldn't, I wouldn't cut my wrist because I hate blood. So that wasn't going to work. But I would think if he, if he saw me laying on the floor, how would that like mess him up? And I would just look at his face and, and say, no, there's gotta be more. There's gotta be more to my life than just this, the partying, You know, the jumping from guy to guy. Right? Getting drunk every night. There's got to be more than that. And he just gave me hope. And I would go to work, you guys, even though I was depressed. And I think it was hard for people to see it because I'm, like, a very goofy person. (laughs) And, like, I'm naturally just silly and goofy and... I joke around and say it's because I grew up way too fast, but that's just me. Like, uh, in fact, one of my siblings used to say, um, "How is anyone going to marry you? You're like, you're you're too. You're always joking around." And so, for a long time, I thought something was wrong with me because <laughs> I was always joking around. Like, I was the girl that got along with the guys because I joked around and I thought their jokes were funny and. Um, and I had a friend too. He would tell me, um, "Man, Mika, you know, like I don't know who's gonna marry you. Like you're, all, you're like, you're always joking, man. You know." And so I kind of had this thing for a while. Like you guys probably heard my coffee cup, <laughs> but I had this thing for a while where, man, who's gonna marry me? Like <laughs> I'm, I'm a borracha, goofy borracha. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is a goofy drunk, but um, you know, let me tell you something. God is good because my husband is goofy, er, and I just get to be goofy with him, and it's awesome. But anyway, um, so yeah, so it was really my son that I believe that God used him in my life to to keep me going. Because imagine if he wasn't there, I would I would have had no reason to live back then you know, obviously now like I understand my purpose, but that doesn't mean that I have not gone through things. And so anyway, um, so yeah, that's kind of, kind of the story. God really used my son to give me hope. And then at 24, at 24 was when I, guys, I wasn't even going to church. Okay. Let me tell you. So that's why like I never really understood this one thing about, I used to go to this church where they had a lot of rules and I got hurt in that church. Um, I, I probably wasn't very nice to one of the leaders there because I was still ghetto. So I kind of snapped on her, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I got really hurt at this church and yeah, it sucked you guys it sucked because I was so mad at God. I was so mad at God that like, he would let these people hurt me because I thought they were perfect. I thought that they had it all figured out. They were Christians longer than I was. You know, we were doing church stuff. We were doing ministry. And I will say though, man, this was the first time in my life that I had so much fun without having to get drunk, without having to like you know, feel like I needed to be in a relationship, but man, I had so much fun. You guys, we went downtown once we stayed out till like five in the morning. Um, We were actually telling people about God walking around like, yeah, we were doing that, (laughs) but mostly we were just hanging out and I was, I just saw life so different. I saw life so different, you know, because I I had purpose, but I'm going to rewind a little bit. I wasn't going to church. People at this church would say, "Um, if it wasn't for this church, I would never, I wouldn't be who I am today. I would never have accepted God and all this stuff. And I never kind of understood that because I wasn't even going to church. So I look at it like, well, God literally like came to meet me on my couch, right? I was, I was led through to this prayer of, you know, Jesus, forgive me for my sins, cleanse me, make me new, you know, come into my heart, be my Lord, be my Savior. You know, if, if you guys go to church, you know, that's the sinner's prayer. They call it the sinner's prayer. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to mess up again. Because let me tell you, your girl over here has made some really stupid mistakes while being a Christian. So, it's impossible not to make mistakes, but because you're you're new, God constantly renews your mind and transforms your heart. And so, yeah, I I accepted Jesus and after that just I don't know, something happened to me. I cannot explain it. All I all I know is that God is real because how else do you explain me sitting here? How else do you explain the fact that something I told God before I had even accepted Jesus into my heart about giving my son a Christian family, you know, a Christian mom who's going to love him, he he made that happen, except that I was the mom. I'm the mom. So there's things, this is why so many people. There's people that really love God, you guys. And then there's people who are just faking it. Okay, I'm just going to say it. There's people who are just playing religion. They're just going to church. They're just faking it. Their heart isn't even right. And those people misrepresent God. And I'm sorry for those of you who have ever been hurt by Christians, by people who claim to love Him and know Him. I'm really sorry. I've heard some crazy stories, you guys, of pastors who have molested kids and all this crazy stuff, right? Pastors who have stolen from the church. Here's the problem that people are still, people are still people. And there's people that do not have good intentions, people that have evil in their heart. So if you ever got hurt by anyone in church, I'm so sorry, amiga. And I just want you to know that when you hear me talking about God, it's not because I want to force you to believe in my God or to accept my God. I'm not forcing you to do that or shoving my beliefs down your throat. You're going to do you, right? I don't I'm not ever going to force someone to go and believe in God or worship him or I'm not going to force you to do that because you know what? What I learned, I learned I learned a couple of things. I don't need someone preaching at me. That's how I used to think. I don't need someone preaching at me. You don't need someone preaching at you. You don't need someone pretending to be better than you. You don't need that. And you don't need someone to force you to believe in their God. Because what I learned is that when the time is right, God's going to call you and draw you near to him just like he did in my life because I didn't even go to church. So if anyone has ever hurt you in church, girl, I'm so, so, so sorry. That was not God. God doesn't want to hurt you because he loves you. There is a scripture that says it's John 3, 16. It's pretty well known. If you've ever gone to Sunday school, you, you know this verse, you probably heard it. But John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so that's my story. And I want to actually share my life verse with you. You'll hear some Christians say that, (laughs) life verse. But it's Romans 8.28. It says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. And I love this verse because if I'm going through something hard, I just read it and I hold on to it. Because it said, it says that in all things. It doesn't say in good things and bad things and all things. So that's the short version of my testimony. That is That is it. I was suicidal. And I felt like I was screaming inside, putting a front on. And I think because I was the goofy girl, the silly girl, it was hard for people to see that. You know, and I I think about Robin Williams, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, I always think of him with Mrs. Doubtfire. And God, he was a great comedian. He was a great actor. And you would have never guessed, um, and I think he was also sick, but you would have never guessed that this this guy was going through depression and things like that because he was funny. So I wanted to share that with you today. I wanted you to know why. Why is she always talking about God? (laughs) Because you need to know, girl, if you even like me a little bit, it's because of God. Because I was not this person back then. I was mean. Mm-hmm. I was mean. I snapped on people. Sometimes, you know, every now and then I still, I have to buy my tongue because I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. They're going to make, make that old girl come out. So I get it, you guys. And when you hear me talking about God, It's because I really, truly love Him. It's because I don't know where I'd be today if it wasn't for walking with God and choosing to live my life different for Him, right? And what I mean by different is just really choosing to put my life in His hands. I don't know where I'd be if I was still alive I I probably would be an alcoholic. You know, I probably would be in a bad relationship cuz I had this thing about attracting the wrong kind of guys. So, amiga, I just want to encourage you today. If you're struggling with depression, man, I've been there. I have been there and it's not easy. But even through that, God will give you strength. If you're suicidal and you're listening, you're having thoughts, you're plotting, I want to I wanna invite you to find a therapist that you can trust, that you can talk to. Because you got to be good for you, girl. And if you are like, I'm wondering about this Jesus person you're talking about. I I have real questions that I need you to, to answer for me. Send me an email. Send me an email at Mikaela at fearlessmujer.com. DM me at the fearlessmujer podcast. I have another Instagram. It's Coffee Jeans and Jesus. If you're in the group, message me in the Facebook group. I would love to talk to you and I'll keep it real with you too. (laughs) But anyway, amiga, I hope that today's episode brought you some encouragement. I hope that you kind of understand now where I'm coming from (laughs) when you hear me talking about Jesus. And I want you to know that there is purpose for you, you are here for a reason, and you have been gifted with talents, with gifts, for a greater purpose. And so I love you, girl. God bless you. Hey, girl, thanks so much for joining me. It was such a pleasure hanging out with you. If this episode inspired you and empowered you, share it with the women in your life so that they can be empowered too. And could I ask you for a quick favor? It would mean the world to me if you left me a review and subscribed. That way you never miss an episode. And if you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. You can also come join the private Facebook group. Fearless Mujeres is a sisterhood and community where you're going to be empowered and inspired. And you'll find the link to that group in the show notes. And girl, let me ask you a quick question. Have you been feeling like you're not walking in your true purpose? If you're looking for guidance and clarity and support, book a free 20-minute clarity call with me. We can focus on the things that are holding you back from really walking and stepping into your God-given purpose. And girl, before you go, if you want to screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram, Facebook, that would be pretty cool. All right, girl. Until next time, God bless.